Good night, humans. What's good? Work? Chris Fundy here with Freddy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling Old Style Talking. Uh, FMW International Slaughterhouse, FMW versus ECW from 2011? Well, produced in 2011, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, continue on, kind sir. Uh, why did you choose this? Um... I was just, I was really keen on watching some FMW for this. I was also keen to watch some ECW. Came across this on YouTube. I was like, oh, hooray, English commentary. Oh, who's that on commentary? I better pick this for Chris. (laughs) Yes, the team of John Watanabe and... Dan the Mouth Lavransky? Yeah, man. How crazy is that? <laughs> um, not what I expected. No, no. Um, well, what did you think of commentary before we get into this card? Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, commentary duo. I, I thought it was all right. Um, it's actually from 2001, by the way. Oh, when they did this. Yeah. Oh, so I've had an extra one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was just a couple of things. Uh, Mr. Watanabe, like, I guess commentators have their tropes and they sort of go back to the same thing. He was really heavy on talking about people's hometowns. Like, yeah. like that was the only thing he kept bringing up for each wrestler was like, yeah, and, you know, he's from this town and, yeah, he's looking forward to getting the win tonight and celebrating on so-and-so street in that town. He must have done it for about half of the wrestlers on this. And also, my other complaint with Dan the Mouth Lavransky oh. is... He couldn't stop talking about how fat Bubba Ray is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's true, but he just kept going on about it, just making little snide, like, sort of subtle jabs at Bubba Ray's weight, which I thought was all... It was just like, ah, chill out on it. But other than that, like, two really nitpicky complaints. I thought they were very good. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you as well. I really, really, really um, enjoyed the commentary. Sounds like a lot more than you. Yeah, I would say a little bit more than me. Like, I just had a couple of complaints. Like, stop picking on Bubba Ray. No wonder why he became a bully later on. (laughs) I forgot about Bully Ray. How could you? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, should we talk about the matches? I'm busy talking about Bully Ray. ECW, pretty much anyone who's anyone in terms of wrestling fans knows about. Uh, at the time these were filmed, 97, sort of peak of their popularity in terms of uh, where the wrestling world is, late 97, early 98. Um, and then the uh, the Japanese promotion 
FMW, how familiar are you with them? Because I've heard of them. I've seen clips here and there, such as an exploding uh, match, but I haven't ever watched, I think, a full match or a full show. Yeah. Um, I, I'd seen a fair a fair few clips and stuff like that. Like, yeah, their death matches, a fair bit of Hayabusa's stuff, because Hayabusa was mainly in FMW, a fair bit of Sabu's stuff in FMW. Uh, yeah, um, Oneida's stuff, because recently I've been on a bit of an Oneida kick. Uh, yeah, so I've seen bits here and there, which were uh, very good. Ah, fair enough then. Um, yeah, so our first match of the night is Bubba Ray Dudley versus Terry Funk versus The Sandman from FMW Super Extreme Wrestling War 1997. Uh, takes place the 19th of the 12th, 97. This was um, pretty much uh, all ECW match, sort of um, probably one of the first matches on that tour to really uh, show the live crowd what ECW was for those who were unfamiliar. Yeah, definitely. Uh, such a... Such a um, textbook ECW three-way dance. I wouldn't say anything too over-the-top or spectacular about this. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. A really good um, booked match as well where uh, Sandman's the first one out and then it's Terry Funk and Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon on the outside interferes uh, here as well, laying the match yeah. where it's Terry Funk against Bubba. Yeah, and then uh, eventually Terry Funk gets the win. Um, you have to. Like, Terry Funk's a legend in Japan. Like, he's so popular over in Japan. So you got to put over Terry Funk. And the guy I just stopped wrestling, like, four or five years ago. Yeah, now he's uh, not doing that great health-wise. Uh, all the best for the Funker, but... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah he... It was around Christmas time last year where he um, put it publicly released a video from his house, and his it's probably been about a year since his wife passed away, and he he just said something along the lines of, "I love my fans, but could people please stop sending stuff to my house for autographs? I'm not doing any more autographs anymore. I'm old. I'm tired." I can't sign anything anymore. I was unaware his wife passed away, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, his wife from Beyond the Map, one of the rare long-running marriages in wrestling. Yeah, well, I suppose he's a, he's a good old southern Texas boy. Good old southern gentleman, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Terry Funk's such an icon, man. I love watching his matches. I love watching him sell. Like, when he's, like, this era of Terry Funk, like the quote-unquote middle-aged and crazy era of Terry Funk, when he sells, it's so human, almost. It's just so, like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> like... 
he's like almost Shakespearean with his hand gestures when he's selling and he just has this look on his face that like as a fan you get the utmost sympathy for him. Yeah. Yeah, he he's very good at um gardening garden, gaining sympathy. Exactly. Um yeah. And boy, like as much as I got on Dan Lavransky earlier, I will say Bubba was like as big as I've ever seen Bubba in that match. Yeah, well uh you won't have to wait long to see him again because the very next night as part of FMW Super Extreme Wrestling War 1997, night two, 20th <laughs> of December, 97, saw the Dudley boys, Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley versus Jado and Gado. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the parts of New Japan that have driven me away from caring about the Bullet Club. At least two thirds of that, anyway. Um, Dick Dotto to go. And, and we just need Dick to go to join him in there, and then yeah, that's the unholy trifecta right there. <laughs> um, I thought this was a pretty fun match. Like uh, the ending was very lame. Like they had a no contest. Yeah. Yeah. Just. You know, a bit of a schmoz breaks out. I thought that was a bit lazy. They did say, though, that it's like one of the, the rare occasions where no contest is called in um, FMW. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't expect to see a no contest in an ECW or a FMW match, but it is what it is in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not really much to say because it is a quick segment and the match is over before it even begins really just yeah. brawling on the outside and the ref just goes oh, okay you count out see you later I'm going backstage uh, match number three from the same night saw Terry Funk the Sandman and a young Tommy Dreamer versus Mr. Gunno Gunosaki the Gladiator, and Kanemaru. Um, geez, that Gladiator was awesome. Yeah, if only... But, um... <laughs> if only he were... Yeah, I haven't got anything. <laughs> I already used the word awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was Michael Awesome Humans. Uh, the Gladiator was, yeah... How Mike Awesome sort of got noticed by Paul Heyman in FMW. So it was this initial tour that caught Paul Heyman's sort of interest in 97. Ah, very good. Yeah, it's not not something you'd um, expect to find awesome (laughs) in this uh, FMW uh, alliance at the time. Yeah, especially... Yeah, uh, competing for not ECW, but FMW. Yeah, so you're a big fan of Mike Awesome. Uh, when does he sort of join ECW? Or is he on, like, uh, excursion at this time or something? 
Uh, he joins ECW pretty much full time by the end of, oh, I think, uh, by the beginning of '98. Okay, so it's yeah, literally this tour that catches Heyman's eye. Yeah. Uh, this uh, trios match. Anything really to add on here? Because I thought it was a, a pretty fun uh, trios match for where it's placed on the tape, sort of third card. You're sort of getting into what to expect for the night. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty fun match. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, so young here. <laughs> so young. Um, Sandman, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, that's as that's about as ECW of a team as you can get. And yeah, I enjoyed seeing them all together. Um I thought Kanamura, Yuki Hiro Kanamura looked really good in this match. Uh Mr. Ganasuke didn't really do too much for me. Obviously, I thought the Gladiator was a standout in this match. Yeah, and um Japanese team, well, the FMW team gets the win on this one. And, yeah, I thought it was a very solid sort of six-man tag. Yeah, I agree. Um, Good good showcase here for Dreamer as well, considering where he was at the time in that promotion. And, as you said, yeah, uh, the Gladiator, probably the thing that did get him signed. So a, a really good match. Um, and... Yeah, they, this tour probably really helped Awesome's chances. Yeah. Following that, match number five of the night sees John uh, John Crotus and Ricky Fuji versus Team No Respect, Jado and Gato at FMW Fighting Creation 1998 Night 8 Brain Buster Super Match, the 30th of April 1998. Well, <laughs> thoughts? Hang on, I'm trying to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, team no respect here in their bright, bright yellow outfits. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, team no respect's outfit was a uh, very out there to say the least uh gets no respect from me <laughs> i didn't think it was very appealing but the team of ricky fuji and john cronus is a great team yeah um what's cronus better known for uh for being in ecw as one half of the eliminators with perry satin did you just say terror elimination that was their finisher. <laughs> Perry Saturn, Moppy. Don't you dare put some respect on his name. But to be oh, fair, sorry. Mo- Mr. Mop. Moppy. Yeah, Moppy was such a great gimmick. I, I think anyway. Um, there's so many silly quotes from Perry Saturn from that time. Highly underrated guy. Yeah, definitely. Um. But yeah, uh, the commentary here uh, talk up that Cronus being ECW and Fuji being FMW trying to take up Team No Respect, who at this time are sort of outsiders in the FMW promotion. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I did really enjoy this match. Uh, Team No Respect getting the big dub here. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the right decision going forward for a team that's over there that you can do stuff with as a team. And if this is a tour, uh, not having the full list of tour matches in front of me, you could have done a Cronus versus Fuji match uh, before the end of the tour as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, right result there for match number five. Match number six, and we go to Super Crazy versus... Yoshihiro Tajiri, I believe I pronounced that right, from FMW Making of a Legend 6, uh, night 4, the 11th of December 1996. Yes, this match in my veins, please. Yeah, very good. Uh, 1999 humans, by the way. What did I say? Uh, 96. Um... <laughs> Whoops. Ah, uh, close enough, I guess. Yeah, the, the, I'm sure the TVA will come in and correct me. Yeah. Uh, what a fun match. These two, like, absolutely tore it up together towards the end of ECW, like, through 99 and 2000. They had such great chemistry together. And, yeah, I really enjoy it every time these two... Get in there together. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a shame neither guy got sort of the, I suppose, the run they deserved once ECW closed in North America. Yeah, I would say Tajiri had a really good run in WWE there for a bit. It might not have been the serious presentation that he would have preferred, but... um. Like, he got a lot of screen time when he jumped over the WWF being, like, the assistant to William Regal, and the chemistry him and Re him and Regal had was so great. Like, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Like, Tajiri, like, doing his little giggles and stuff. Like, kind of ages a little bit poorly, but, oh, he was so good in the role, and he made the most of it. Uh, Tajiri getting the win here over Super Crazy, uh, seven-minute sort of match should have been 20. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was longer because of how good it was. Because of how much all. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, did not expect that. Uh, Co-main event of the tape here is a, a three-way match of one-man gang versus Sabu versus... Yokihiro Katamura, uh, FMW Scramble Survivor 1998, night six, the 20th of November. Um, <laughs> one of these men is not like the other. Yeah, so this was at a point in time that one man gang was on the independent circuit trying to transition into a hardcore wrestler. Um, How'd that go for him? I saw him do a hardcore match live in person. I can't remember who it was against, but it was on that Superstars of Wrestling tour that McManus did before WWA happened. Oh. Um, 
I'll have a quick look for you if you like. Uh, don't bother. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but but um, it's one man gang. He's a one man gang. Oh, wait, no, that's the other guy. <laughs> He's an impact. Anyway, uh, continue on here. Yeah, uh, Sabu getting the win here. He eliminates one man gang after eight minutes and then eliminates uh, Kanemura after 17 minutes. 16 and a half. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fun match. I actually enjoyed One Man Gang's involvement in this. Um, except, state of your gear, mate. <laughs> He's wrestling in some grey trackies and a t-shirt. And uh, here we are again, me having to say this. He looked like my dad. He looked like my dad, like when my dad's like, Watching telly at home. He had his, like, T-shirt tucked into his tracky pants, which are halfway up his belly, you know, like, with his Harry High Pants trackies on. Yeah, and, and, like, Dad does that to relax. Here he is in front of a stadium full of Japanese wrestling fans and is wearing grey trackies. <laughs> um, I may have found the, uh, the match if they did it on all the nights of that tour. Yeah, you couldn't find the Melbourne results, could you? No, but I've got Perth and Sydney in front of me. Sydney's the pay-per-view, Perth's the house show. Yeah. So both events had the same match. One-man gang versus who do you think would have come over in 2000? Former former, uh, heavily featured person on WWF. Out of the at that time. Yeah, well done, Tatanka. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, I've still got... Um, I, I definitely knew Tatanka was on that card because I've got a signed 8x10 to this day from that event. <laughs> um, yeah, it's somewhere here. Anyway, yeah, I wasn't sure if Tatanka was the guy he wrestled, but yeah, he definitely had like a hardcore sort of style match at, in Melbourne against Tatanka now that you bring it up. Yeah, it's so odd to think this happened. Uh, is this where you went and saw Animal and Hawk? Yes. That, Kurt that Hanning, exact same event, yep. Kurt Hanning was on there, the Barbarian. Yep. Uh, I, I remember, like, seeing the Barbarian up close, and I was like, like, going over there, I was like, oh, that's the smaller guy out of the Powers of Pain, like, saying to Dad. Because like, the Warlord was just a monstrous human. And then I look at Barbarian, and, like, Barbarian was on Nitro a couple of years beforehand having to stand next to Meng kind of looking tiny too. So I stand, like, next to Barbarian, and he's just, like, my little, like, 10, 11-year-old brain couldn't process, like, that dude's so much bigger than I thought he would be. Like, I just couldn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also had uh, Public Enemy, uh, Brutus Beefcake, Typhoon, yep. Yep. and not appearing in Melbourne, Dennis Rodman. Yes. I also got pretty close standing uh, near Typhoon at intermission when I got up to wait in line for... for um, 
for the Road Warriors. Uh, yeah, it was uh, really mind-blowing. Like, you'd know that, like, Typhoon, Tugboat, the Shockmasters, a really big dude just by looking at him. But, like, so tall, man. He was, like, his shoulders were, like, higher than my dad's head. And I always thought my dad was, like, the third natural disaster, like, out of Earthquake and Typhoon. And then he's a tsunami. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Twister. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, a a good match. Um, One-man gang, very puzzling choice for ECW at the time. I guess yeah, because he that, had name recognition, you're trying to do what TNA well, would do many years later. Well, the thing is, he's not representing ECW in this. He's part of the FMW roster at this point, which is the craziest part. He had death matches with Oneida. <laughs> okay, if you can find a quick one, we can uh, slot that in somewhere one, along one of the watch-alongs. Yeah, if I can find one on YouTube uh, or Daily Motion, I will. I will definitely be sussing it out for us because I need to see One Man Gang, the former Akeem, the African Dream, uh, have a death match. I forgot about that as well. Yeah, uh, but uh, it would not fly today. <laughs> in most companies. In any company, yeah. WWE. Uh, We don't have time for that. Maybe. Anyhow, main event of your tape tonight is Bam Bam Bigelow versus uh, Masato Tanaka, FMW Fighting Creation 1998 Night 8 Brain Buster Super Match, the 30th of April. Yeah, this Uh, is uh, before Masato Tanaka joins ACW. He is a representative of FMW at this point in time, and this is sort of around the era that he caught Paul Heyman's attention, much like the year before with the Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, and this is the same night as uh, earlier in the show where we saw uh, Crotus and Fuji take on Team No Respect. So um, to me, is this the right choice when I think back through the annals of time of what do I want to represent FMW versus ECW? <laughs> it wouldn't be this match. Oh, really? I think just looking on paper with these two names, it just doesn't stand out as an ECW match on paper. But I guess actually- so. I guess so, yeah. If you haven't watched much of Bam Bam's ACW run, yeah, you're definitely going to think of him as a WWF guy. Yeah. Um, But then we actually get into the match itself. This was uh, crazy, to say the least. There's um, brawling out through the aisleway. There's um, back towards the ring. There's table spots. This... (laughs) Again, is not the uh, not the Bam Bam I think of. This is the Bam Bam I fell in love with as a kid, kind of, because he comes to WCW a few years later and tries to do some of this stuff, 
but his body can't really take it anymore. So he sort of like he does one of these matches, disappears for a couple of months, does another one of these matches, disappears for a little bit longer. Um, but every time we did one of those matches as a kid in the late like the late 90s WCW, I was like, this is awesome. I love Bam Bam. And then as I got older, I started like watching some of Bam Bam's stuff in ECW. Uh, watch Bam Bam B- Bigelow versus Spike Dudley. It is just insanity. That's the whole uh, Bam Bam Gorilla presses Spike Dudley into the crowd. The crowd crowd surfs Spike Dudley back into the ring on the other side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a cool visual. Uh, Bam Bam's feud with Taz over the ECW television title. Uh, just iconic stuff. Um, yeah, Bam Bam's TV title reign in ECW was just so underrated and under-talked about. Um, and in my mind, like, there's two people I think of when I think of the ECW TV title. It's RVD first, then it's Bam Bam. Um yeah, and this is like around the same time as part of the faction in ACW, the Triple Threat, with Shane Douglas and Chris Candido, and they're tearing it up as the big heel faction. Um, yeah, this match, what can I say? Like, this is just what I love about wrestling. There's two big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, yeah. Really good match here, I thought, um, with uh, Bam Bam picking up the win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely right decision. 15-minute match. Um, and then we get a bit of a post-match sort of press conference thing, and Bam Bam's, like, putting over Tanaka to the Japanese press, and then Tanaka comes in, and they have a sign of respect and all that, which is pretty cool. Um yeah, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, easily my match of the the night or the event or the show. Yeah, the tape. Yeah, the tape. Um, yeah. Overall, what did you think? Because I'm in two minds about it. Like, one really good match. The others, take it or leave it. <laughs> Um. Hmm. Uh. Let's see. Good match. No contest. Good match. Um. That one was fine. That one was good. Good. Fine. Good. Uh, main event really good so i don't know i guess four beers yeah that's a fair call if you think most of those matches were good uh i thought most of those matches were very mediocre so i'm gonna go three um but man judging on a curve or are you judging by today I'm judging on a bit of a curve, I think. Uh, okay. Just felt like 
I don't know. Am I too bloodthirsty? Like, if yes. I, if I if I bought this tape that says FMW versus ECW, and I don't have at least a couple of like crazy blood soaked death matches, like, come on, it's kind of a bit of a letdown. Yeah, I suppose you're right when the name of the tape is International Slaughterhouse. Exactly. It's the main reason I picked this because I was like, oh, we're going to see some like weird like FMW, ACW like deathmatch. Maybe there'll be a Sabu versus Hayabusa thing. I, I didn't look into it before I suggested it. So <laughs> my bad on that. But yeah, um, it was a very like middle of the pack, but I highly recommend checking out Bam Bam and Tanaka. Such a great match. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I agree with Match of the Night, completely not what I expected from Bam Bam. Um, yeah, sorry, how many beers did you say? I'm going three on this one. Yeah, fair, fair call. I think it's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination compared to some of the things we've watched for standalone or even the Aussie shows. Yeah. And it's not blow away great considering that it is a compilation tape where everything yeah. should be blow away great yeah how do you have like some kind of mediocre matches on a compilation and you've got like events on this compilations spanning over three years you have three years worth of events to choose from yeah I, I'm, I'm really yeah you know what I'm recasting my vote i'm gonna say free <laughs> because that is a good point that i just brought up to myself why is yeah. this not a blow away taped event <laughs> yeah yeah like when i saw it as a compilation that's what i was kind of hoping for like oh they're not just gonna throw so like a whole heap of like crappy matches on there but then i remembered uh one of my friends one year was like oh i'm walking through big w this is before the wwe network and stuff like that he goes oh i found this dvd it was for sale for like five bucks i'll buy it it's the best of the wwe intercontinental championship from the 90s like i had like a compilation of it was basically all Shawn michaels matches during his like first Intercontinental title reign. Yeah. And every single match ended in either a DQ or a count out. <laughs> On this DVD full of like eight matches. Fun. Best of the Intercontinental Championship. I specifically remember Shawn Michaels versus Jim Duggan. <laughs> Ends in a count out after Jim Duggan chases someone up the ramp and it wasn't Sean, so Sean's just left alone in the ring and celebrates with his title. So strange. Yeah. And so then I remembered about that compilation. I'm like, well, at least it's this compilation, FMW versus ECW, isn't the worst compilation out there. Fair point. Um, so... With that all being said, where can the good... Ooh, actually, 
did you notice in the credits? Uh, I did not. What did I miss? Uh, so they like have special thank yous to like uh, FMW people, other people, and live audio wrestling. Ah, oh, very good. I miss live audio wrestling. Yep, yep. So do I. Uh, <laughs> but never mind that. Here you comes can... Mungo. <laughs> Here comes the social media plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStar with an AUS on Insta and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Style, and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back listen to the entire Wrestling Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Wednesday on YouTube, or using the... Uh, Link in the description for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Nothing. Just like this compilation. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Give us a Dan the Mouth Lavransky impression. I don't have one. I remember there was that point in time where he kept talking about uh, bringing, hopefully one day WWE is going to bring back Goldberg. (laughs) Then Goldberg came back. He's like, oh, what's Goldberg? Oh, Goldberg. (laughs) 